Well, so uh, technology, right? One of those pesky things. Well, let's be more specific when I say that. Social media, uh, the bane of of old people's existence. Let's <laughs> say old people. Anybody over 32? Okay. Social media is like the bane of your existence. Well, it used to be. Now, I guess more more older people are really into social media. Um, so, but that's okay because those who are my age and then your age, cause you're a little older than I am. Yeah. I say a little, I'm being modest. You're a lot. I'm a lot older <laughs> than you. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Ex- yeah. Um, so the, you know, we kind of grew up with social media. So social media is kind of like, you know, our age and it's grown from what it started to what it is now. Um, so we've, you know, we have adapted over time to what it is now, but you know, kids, we have kids now. And so our kids, uh, yours probably, cause you have teenagers, mine, not zero at all, but, um, yours, it, you know, are on social media, Facebook. Uh, I'm sure that I don't know for sure. I'm just assuming cause they're teenagers, um, or some of them are teenagers, but you have Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, um, Instagram, what are the other ones? Uh, what's Twitter? I can't yeah, think of Twitter, the name, the, you know. The, one of the, the OGs. Tweets. One of the OGs, yeah, Twitter. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've I've had a Twitter, I had a Twitter like once, and then it lasted for all of a week and I deleted it. Dude, I you used to love Twitter so it. much. I was on Twitter constantly. I was addicted. It was bad. Really? And, it, yeah, like, that would give me like my starting platform for what I was going to look at on the news, like what's trending, what what do people care about today, what are, what are people talking about, why are they talking about it, and that would be my platform to start off to, you yeah. know, like look at, you know, geographical um, dynamic shifts, uh, looking at, you know, political changes, mm-hmm. looking at social dynamics, um, and just how how things are are, are coming about in the world at this point and twitter was twitter was my number one jam for a long time because it was super quick it was limited at that point in time i think to like 120 characters so you had to get straight direct into the mm-hmm. point and that that was what i used for so long and then it just became Has it so changed? saturated yeah yeah twitter twitter changed drastically from when I started using it until, you know, what it is today. But I remember, you know, the, the first social media that I used was, um, was MySpace and, uh, everyone's first friend was, you know, Tom from MySpace. And, um, I enjoyed that when it, when it first came out, like that was the first platform that we got. Uh, but before that, you know, I, we used you know, instant messengers, AOL instant messenger, Merc Chat, uh, ICQ, uh, MSN messenger. There was a lot of them that were out there, and that you know, I, I actually Yahoo chat. Yeah, I remember Yahoo Chat. Oh yeah, Yahoo Chat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with the little different icons that you could use for your status or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was it was amazing yeah. because like I got to watch, I got to watch this whole thing evolve, and I remember one day. Um, was driving home from work and my dad and I, we worked at the same place, um, right out of high school. Um, and I looked at my phone 
and there was a place where we came down a mountain in Kentucky, and um, there was a place where everyone knew that that's where you got cell phone service. That's where it came back. And I was like, you know, Dad, one day I think we're not going to have any places where there's no cell phone service. It's going to be like connected all the time to everyone. It's and I said something to yeah. to the effect of we are we are in the midst of a technological revolution, like like the industrial revolution. And he was like, "You're wrong. These cell phone things are are going to stay exactly what they are. It's going to be a phone. It's going to be a way for us to to make a phone call just like we do at home." And I'm like, "I don't think so. I, I don't think so at all." But the evolution happened well, so I mean, fast. And I'm sure. Yeah, but and I'm sure that 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 change though, for he he probably didn't see that change coming. Just kind of like um, my parents didn't see that change coming because, you know, they were so accustomed to what they had and what the purpose of cell phones were. So, oh yeah, it, everything had a purpose back then. Right. There was yep. no, there was, no, there were very few multi-tools, if you will. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Of things that things out there where you could, they were, they multifaceted. You could do several different things with them. So to think that at one point your cell phone would be your computer, your cell, your phone, your messaging, yeah. um, social media applications, right. All these different apps on it to think that it would get to that point was kind of like, watching um i don't know uh, i robot you know oh, when yeah. it first came out yeah. like that's that's not happening yeah and then that well they're like that's never gonna happen that's just that's hollywood doing what they do best and then but sure enough i'm not saying i robot exists but something to that extent is in the process of being created you know what oh, i mean yeah. and our minds were like i said it's almost like getting out of the 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 um the stone age you know what i mean like oh yeah for sure well no no i, no I, I see the correlation get, get that far yeah yeah so um i'm not saying anything wrong with your dad there but i you know but i cuz like i said my parents were they were similar and when it in that aspect of what and when it came to to social media um but you know there are there are dangers with social media because for us, when we we're going coming up, social media was still new there. Um, so we didn't know all the different things in which avenues in which you could do and go down the path. You could go down and rabbit holes. Essentially you could get into. Yeah. We didn't never, we just, we used it for what it was for. Um, most of us would at least. Right. Um, I use my space. I had the, I remember you, you could, Go to I think you go to Google and you could type in your uh, your your ch- background choice and then you had to oh, download yeah. it and then yep. you can put it on MySpace and then put it as your background and um, I had I had a Soldier Boy one I had um, a Dwayne Wade one I had a Michael Jordan one I had a yeah I remember I rem- and then oh my song like like the song when you go on my profile was Kiss Me Through the Phone by Soldier Boy <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I don't know if you know that song, but I was, was a grown was a adult when that song came out. Okay, well, I was I was still fairly excited. I was yeah, I was listening to that that song all the time. Yeah. Um, 
But um, before we get too far, hey guys, welcome to Mediocre Dads. I'm your host, Quan. Um, I'm joined here with by Josh again, you know, uh, and it's awesome that he's here and he's joining us and we're having these conversations and we're talking about social media and the effects it has on our, our kids, at least I won't speak for your kids, but the effect, some of the things that we've noticed with, um, with our kids and then I'll expanding past that to see what the news is talking about when it comes to social media and, um, in, in kids and whatnot, because social media has played a b- huge impact on, on kids lives, uh, today. And it's a big deal because now we have to, we have to understand it's a part of life and you can't, uh, you cannot act like it doesn't exist anymore because everyone has access to it. There's, there's not, there's not a human being that I know minus the Amish that don't have, um, a cell phone that has a minimum of 20 plus apps on it. You know what I mean? And so, we're going to get into that and uh, more into that. And like I said, we mentioned articles. So I have some articles that I'm going to bring, uh, bring up uh, pertaining to TikTok. And I think that Josh has some articles on, on Snapchat. Is that right? Or yeah, we can have those today. No, it's fine. We can throw some things together uh, and discuss, you know, the implications that, that we, that we see. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I mean, I, me particularly, I want to get into the, the TikTok. Um, TikTok has been on the news, obviously, for um, because their CEO came uh, was was at Congress, you know, and there's several different articles about how he was getting berated by Congress. And there were some some of those questions were difficult questions. Um, But I learned something interesting about him. And I don't want to lie to you when I say this guy's name, um, but it's a. Forgive me. He's to- hold on. I have to. I have to bring it up because I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong thing. He has this crazy name, and I just. I can for the life of me, I've never been able to say his name correctly. Quan's a very common name, yes. so you know, like it's it's easy to say that someone else has a strange name. I, I mean, you know, in 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 all fairness, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I think, you know, my name is pretty difficult seeing as I've lived for 28 years and no one can say my name. So, Xiao Chu is the CEO of TikTok. Okay. Um, so, he's been at, he's been with, you know, he was facing, for, uh, facing Congress and um, they were asking him some, they were asking him questions because his app has uh TikTok has proven to be maybe, just maybe, a national security risk. No now, way. Those are not my words. Those no are, way. How is that even words. possible, man? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. You mean to tell me that one it. of America's adversaries <laughs> that has the ability that. to collect information on U.S. citizens. It, it it's not just safe. Like everyone should just roll into it. You're telling me that it's that it's not safe. Help me understand. What are you talking about? Well, you know, believe it or not, <laughs> that's what he wants you to believe. Okay. Okay. Um, so one of the things uh, that with TikTok or with TikTok in particular is, uh, so in 2018, 
And you guys, you can do your research, um, your your own research and, and whatnot, and to go look all this information up. So, I'm, you know, and if I'm lying to you, comment below that I'm lying and tell me where I'm lying. Um, but uh, in 2018, China came out with a basically a law that said, hey, um, us, China, the CCP, uh, for any company, Chinese-owned company, business, if we want to pull data and information from you, we can, it, well, okay. I'm, that's not the law. I'm sorry. They can, they can request slash demand that, um, it's, it's lawyered up obviously, but they basically can say, Hey, Chinese, Chinese owned company. We want this from you. Yeah. And you're going to tell us this information. Right. Um, similar so to the United Bite States Dance, subpoena information, right? Yes. Exactly. Okay. So, however, though, right? That's the United States. People, you know, they. This is China, though. China's okay. our enemy. China, China can't have our information. The United States, though. I'm cool. Oh, with it's that. free reign. Let's I'm just cool give it to them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can tell I'm being sarcastic. No, I got it. <laughs> I, I'm can't tell if um, I'm sarcastic. So, so yeah, so in 2018, this, this law came out or in China. And so one of the biggest concerns within Congress is the fact that, Hey, ByteDance is owned by China. Most of China, uh, most of, um, ByteDance is, uh, most of its ByteDance employees are CCP members. Um, how they, I, I, I don't know if that's a, a, a box you check when you, when you, when you apply for a job in China. Um, but they're, they're most of their, their members, bite dance members or, are um, um, a part of the CCP. Now, TikTok CEO, I'm just going to go with that. Not his name there. Um, TikTok CEO, he is Taiwan. He's from Taiwan or no, Taiwanese. Taiwanese from a country. Taiwanese? Let's see. I'm sorry. He's from Singapore. Wow. Singapore. Okay. He's from Singapore. I was thinking of Taiwan for, I was reading an article earlier. That's why. Okay. Yeah. So he's from Singapore. So, but, um, so he himself is not affiliated CCP, but because TikTok, his company is owned by ByteDance and China can say, Hey, ByteDance, we want the following information. That AKA means TikTok has to give ByteDance that information. ByteDance then funnels that information to CCP. So okay. that was the that's one of the main concerns um, going on with Congress and, and and whatever the case might be. Um, that's that's that thing. I'm not going to go too deep into that rabbit hole, but obviously that's an that's an essential part of what we're what uh, what we're going to talk about. At least for what I'm going to talk about and why it's important because. I think that, you know, kids are not aware of some of these things and, and they're just kind of expressing, yes, I agree to the terms and conditions that you're, you're mandatory, you're mandatory, uh, you're making mandatory and we're going to go forward and that's going to be it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not realizing some of the potential ramifications that come with these applications, but it's fun. So you're not going to tell them, Hey, you can't get on that unless yeah. the United States bans it. So, you know, that's the first problem that I have is we have we have all these terms and conditions. We have these legal documents. And, and you know, j- 
just the same as we have complaints in the media about, you know, mm-hmm. politicians not reading 700-page documents before they vote yay or nay and, you know, on the floor. Um, it's it's the same it's the same dynamic whenever, you know, you're looking at it. It's like, all right, we see what the end goal is here. The end goal is that we're going to get um, dopamine and serotonin on a constant basis. We're going to be able to communicate with individuals on a regular basis. We might even learn some cool stuff. So it, everything is appealing and everything works out so well. And then in order to not get those legal ramifications coming back to you, it's super simple to just say, all right, let's have a team of legal analysts or or attorneys themselves come together, write up a document that has so much verbiage in it that has to be completely just deciphered like hieroglyphs in the Egyptian tombs that people are going to give up within the first three or four paragraphs. And they're successful. I'll tell you. I am I am guilty of it. I will just click I agree to get to the next screen, regardless of what's going on. And that's probably the wrong answer. But that's what I'm going with right now. Well, I mean, they spruce it up with, um, and you said it, like lawyer lawyer language very it's almost like one lawyer talking to another lawyer and they're writing that conversation down yeah and it's the lingo right it's kind of like so me and you we could be in walmart in i don't know in a non-military town whatever a non-military place and we could be talking in military lingo then hey i have to go to the uh the mopo to pmcs truck um Charlie 2023, you know exactly what that means. But that person who's listening to that conversation is probably like, what the frick did he just say? Right. There, what I mean, talking about? Charlie 23, I still remember that truck. I mean, that truck is an up armored Humvee that never ran. And we always got blamed for the battery being dead or the tires being flat or something like that. Yep. You know, it's like one of those things, man. And it, it it's, it's difficult to navigate because it's an intentional obstacle. It's intentional, in my opinion. Now, it, you know, standing in yeah. front of Congress, the CEO of, of TikTok might say something completely different. He's like, no, we, we tried to extend it out to be able to get, you know, the information out to the people in the most uh, thorough way possible. Well, how about the most direct way possible? How about you just say what it really is? Yeah. hundred percent. And we, I... You know, I didn't. One thing um, I didn't know about him, so he went to Harvard Law. He's a lawyer, yeah. Um, and so he went to Harvard, and I did not know that. So when he's ant, and I didn't know that until I, I was reading an article about it. And so when he's answering these questions, I was like, "Oh, that's real lawyer." Like, you know, what I mean, yeah. that's a, um, you know, that's a that's a lawyer answer. You know, you're not. That's not a yes, but that's not a no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so uh, it's 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 interesting. Um, uh, did you see the video? And this was last year when Joe Rogan, um, was talking about TikTok's terms and service. And I know we've already kind of started talking about it, but did you see his video when he was talking about the terms and services of TikTok? Yeah, he he recently just did another one with uh, Theo Vaughn. 
and they were they were talking about you know terms and conditions as well as uh, the congressional hearing with the CEO from uh, from TikTok. It was, it was quite an interesting look. So what what's your take on it? So I saw the first one um, he did with um, with Vaughn, Theo Vaughn. I think in this again, this was last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see. The, I haven't seen the new one. Um, but uh, when he was going over it, and I was, I remember um, listening to the podcast uh, on Spotify. I was at the gym one day, and he's going over it, and I pressed pause because I was, I was doing my, I was doing my set, whatever I was doing at the time. I press pause. I finished my, uh, I finished, finished that workout. And then I literally press back like 30 seconds just so I can re-listen to what he was saying to make sure I heard it correctly. Cause I had considered getting a TikTok, you know, yeah, yeah. um, cause me and my wife are on Instagram and we kind of share some funny videos or videos that we find funny with each other. Um, and so I, he was started talking about it and I was like, yep, this confirmed that I am not getting TikTok. I am not touching <laughs> TikTok. Um, yeah. They, the things that they have access to, they can get access to um, on your phone. So, like, I think one of the questions that Congress had asked him was like, hey, so you can you can pull people's IP, 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 IP address. Um, that's part of the terms and conditions. They can you you'll pull their IP address. And he was like, um, well, Congress, uh, Congress member, whoever. Right. We we follow. Um, the norms that are that are used across all platforms saying like so suggesting that hey facebook met or meta and um all the in twitter right they do the same thing and we're just following those norms of what's acceptable with it with it with tiktok right um, right and again very lawyer like answer but okay why do you need my ip address you know what i mean and well, that's just one thing. That's just one thing um, that kind of uh, kind of swayed me to be like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of that. And I'm on social media only because, I mean, I want to promote um, mediocre dads as much as possible to get it out there. And that's the best way. One of the best ways to do it. Yeah. Without um, a doubt. Yeah. But, you know, I, TikTok, that's, that's just this is too dangerous, you know, because a lot of like I said, the, it's. I as an adult might be willing to take that risk. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, if I really want to use it as an adult, sure, maybe. Um, but what about, you know, what about when my daughter's, I don't know, 12, 13, all her friends have TikTok and she wants to get on TikTok. And not only she does, she want to be on TikTok. She wants to be a creator on TikTok mm-hmm. and being a creator on TikTok dancing or whatever the case might be and then one thing leads to another where it's like oh i just did the dances that they showed me you're like you know whatever they do on tiktok and and then next thing you know they're like oh we're doing this and we're doing this we're doing this i was talking to my wife and kind of go real quick tangent i was talking to my wife about uh only fans i was like did you know the original purpose of OnlyFans was like was essentially another social media site. There were a place where people could go and subscribe to your content and pay for to be subscribers to your content. Right. And she was like, "No, I thought it was just a a website, a place meant strictly for 
stuff for yeah. premium from premium content and i was premium like no i was like content yeah that's not the original intent of the of only fans and then it it became that because multiple users started using it as that platform and now only fans if you say only fans people are like oh you want only fans really <laughs> What you post on yeah. OnlyFans? P-Picks? Yeah. And you're like, no, no, subscribe to my content. I'm no talker. And they're like, nah, yeah. man, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's um, that's the thing that gets me, it, man. I don't know why I said that tangent, but I thought it was related and I thought it was funny. But No, you're good. So, you know, if we look at, you know, all the different platforms, right, and look at how tied in we are uh, with those, um, and let's say TikTok is just operating under, you know, industry norms. Let's say that what they do is the same that's going on across the board. Mm-hmm. How vulnerable are we, you know, on the outside there? So let's see. Meta, which is who I have the most quarrels with, they offer products called Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, which is different than Facebook. However, it's with your Facebook friends. WhatsApp, MetaQuest, Horizon Worlds, Mapplery, and Workplace. Now, we all know that Snapchat is its own identity. However, it falls under the the same umbrella as far as decision makers go. So, with, with all that being said, let's say that industry standards are what TikTok is using. And... The thing that often gets overlooked is, you know, we we socially accept Facebook because it's an American company. We we feel at home. We feel safe with it. We feel like it's a place to go and communicate with family. It's a place that we can post pictures of our, you know, immediate family and then our distant relatives be able to see it gives us the ability to make a phone call, gives us the ability to um, do a video chat. There's different things now, like on Facebook, you have this place called Rooms that accepts up to 500 people at a time. And you can all go in and have a conversation. Great, right? All of these things. And we feel warm and fuzzy about all of it. Now, TikTok, if they're using the same norms, which is more dangerous? A country like China having your information and your IP address, knowing where you are, or the government in which is designed uh, to regulate and keep good order and discipline throughout your country, knowing exactly where you are when you post something, knows exactly where your kids are when you post something because they have the ability to pull your IP address. They have your ability to pull all of this information and all of the metadata not a play on words, the company Meta and the metadata gives so much identifiable information. And then you co-locate that with the photographs. And not only could they probably lay out exactly where you are based off of that IP address, your Mac ID, but they've got a visual representation of ones and zeros on the computer screen. And most likely, if you post enough, they know the layout of your home just food for thought and i'm not defending tiktok wow but what i I am saying is that none of it is safe 
And I don't have a warm and fuzzy about any of it. Yeah, and and you know, I again for me, I'm an I'm an adult, so I can, you know, I can I I can take on that risk, in whatever in you know be like this it is what it is, but you know our kids, you know, again, and as I mentioned, you have teenagers, so and I don't my mine's four going on five here, so I'm not at that point where you know phone and TikTok and and social media is is prevalent in our life, but you know, speaking outside of my family, it just to sing out the world with the kids nowadays, man, like they're so in tune with all these social media apps, especially TikTok. Yeah. And, um, so TikTok's age limit is 13. So yeah. to post on TikTok, you have to be above 13. If you're, but you can be on TikTok. If you're younger, you just can't um, post and comment on TikTok. Um, how does right? TikTok still know how old kids you younger are? than thirteen on TikTok? That's still a crazy. So, okay, so that's the thing, right? So yeah. how do do you you? I'm sure when you fill out a, a, a like a request, right? Do you put in your your date of birth or whatever the case might be? But and everybody's honest, on right, Juan? I lied about my date of birth on my oh you did say again no i'm saying like does, does everyone tell the truth does everyone say of course yeah, yeah 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 i'm 16 i'm 18 i'm 25 no right you know what i mean and and you know so these there's kids on this on this platform and let's not get it twisted social media is for younger younger people social media oh, yeah. was not is not built to for to, to be sustained by all the older generation it's not no tiktok meta they all do things to reach the younger generation of people because they know that's what's going to keep pushing their companies forward it's not my mom and my dad or your parents or me and you on that platform on those platforms keeping the lights on for them no, no. it's the younger people on that platform keeping the lights on for them and, and, you know, unknowingly advertising for them. Right. Saying like, Hey, do you have this? Do you have that? And the kids are like, Oh no, I got to get that. I got to get that app. And how do I use it? What do I can, what can I do on this app? And in, you know, this whole, the new term or new, but old term. Oh, how do I become an influencer? I don't want to work. I want to become my own boss. So I want to become an influencer and I want to make videos and I want to be famous on these on these sites and people are going to know who I am because I do all these, I do all these things, but they're kids. It, the, it starts when they're young. So they're like 13, 14 being like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm about to be famous. And if they do become famous, they don't know what to do with it. 14 or 15 year olds famous on TikTok, making thousands of dollars. And they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I just, just do the thing. You know what I mean? As if there's no consequence to that. Yeah. And that's scary. That is so scary. Like, forget about the terms and services of those platforms. Just think about how young these kids are being exposed to essentially the real world, if you will, because they're they're putting themselves out there on social media and all this. Rather than, you know, when we were coming up, it was 
you didn't you were when you were became 18 19 and 20 right that's when you really started becoming part of the world but before that you were a kid you got to experience what being a kid was what what meant and what it was like now so these kids are so ready to be adults they go straight straight from crawling walking to i'm ready to pay bills yeah it, it, not really but that's essentially what they're doing and it's scary because it's like yo like no you you yeah. know, be a kid. Enjoy being a kid. Enjoy that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's, for me, it, it's it's so scary because, like I said, you can't you can't get rid of it. You know, you no. can't you can't. What when I give my daughter a phone, whenever whatever the age is, I'm hoping I can last until she's at least eight. But when when I give her a phone, what do you think the first apps she's going to download are? Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's probably yeah, going to be social 40- media. That's four years from now, so I don't know. I mean, like, who knows what the evolution's going to be? I'm only assuming. I'm just saying I'm only assuming. But I, it, more than likely, if I if I had to be in a, an eight-year-old's mind for they got their first phone and there was a lot of pressure from their friends, like, oh, you should get a phone, tell your parents they should give you a phone, blah, blah, blah. I can only imagine what the first apps are going to be when she, when, when she gets a phone, when she's old enough for a phone. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... I'm going to, let's go back in the conversation just a little bit and we'll walk back up to where you're at. But I got a lot of input here and, you know, it It might make you feel okay. bad. It might make you feel a little guilty and it might make you think about, you know, the way that you use social media as, as, as Quan does. And let's look at your kids and okay. you've got two kids. They're there. They exist. You and your wife brought them into the world mm-hmm. in a beautiful way. Uh, they're loved and cared for. However, you have already, before they have the ability to make decisions for themselves, have unwittingly solicited them to the world. They didn't say, yes, mom, yes, dad, you can post that picture of okay. me. They did not say, yes, mom, yes, dad, you can post that video of me. Now, let's look at 25-year-old, and I'm not going to say your daughter's names on here, but let's look at 25-year-old Quan's daughter. She goes back and she looks at those, those videos, and it's one of those things that never goes away. It's in the metaverse. It is what is being created as... The yeah. ever-evolving, always-growing, eternal infinite of digital media. She cannot go back in time and delete that. You've already posted it. You have solicited your daughters yeah. unwittingly yeah. and not thought twice about it. I've done it. You've done it. The majority of social media users have done it. And at no point in time did anyone that we post consent to say, I'm okay with that. And that's a punch to the gut. Because they're on social media before they even have social media. They're getting likes. They're getting hearts. They're getting clicks. (laughs) And they're not even on social media. Mm -hmm. But yet they're already in there. Their facial recognition data is already there. All of it's available. We've already done it. The damage is done. Now, how do we go forward? 
Well, we, we take this information and use it as an educational point. And we say, all right, now that it's already out there, now that it's done, how can we use this appropriately in the best way possible? Well, we minimize our footprint, right? So how do we minimize our footprint to make sure that that, you know, we're not overexposing or we're not being too influential and showing our kids what wrong looks like when we think we're doing what right looks like? Well, it all starts out with how often are you sitting there in conversation with your phone on your lap, in your hand? How often are you talking and communicating with your kids while you're on these, these social media apps? How often are you and your wife talking about a video or talking about a post or talking about something? Because nowadays, you know, before we would look at news and social media as two different things. Well, the younger generation says, no, news and social media are the same thing. And that's where they get their news from. Nobody reads a newspaper anymore. Nobody watches local news anymore for the most part. If you're smart, you're watching the local news because you should know what's going on in your community. You should know what you can impact in your community, not what's going on in Shanghai, not what's going on in um, St. Petersburg. We, We don't need to know what the weather is in Doha. We don't need to know that there's a tsunami every three weeks, you know, at insert, you know, Pacific country here. Like, the, it's, it, it, there's not a need for that. But yet it's at our fingertips at all times. And we're getting all this information constantly. And it's all there. Now, yeah. to bring it back into full circle and talk about, you know, exactly what you just said at the end, it's that our kids... <clears throat> are going to see how we use this information, how much screen time that we get, and that's their baseline. We could be having a day where we just need that dopamine feed, and that's how we go and find it. But we're setting that norm for our kids, and if we spend six hours a day on our phone, then they say, oh, six hours, that's nothing. I can do better than that, and they'll go eight. Or they'll go 10. And it's all infinite scrolling. Yeah. And we are setting that because we're leading by example. They're sponges. We've said this before. They're sponges. They're going to grab whatever they can grab and they're going to say, all right, I know that this is fine because mom and dad do this. So we're setting that example. And however it goes forward is however it goes forward. But sorry to derail, you know, the entire conversation there. But we're doing it. We're already showing them what we believe is okay. No, you're good. It, it's, it's just scary. Yeah. How much damage have we done? Yeah. No, it, it's just kind of scary because, yeah, you know, because, so I'll give you an example. My, um, so my oldest, she, she has her own iPad and she, you know, she does, she, she gets to watch her shows and she has her, her kid games on there or whatever the case might be. Right. Um, we don't put YouTube, we don't allow YouTube on there. So she doesn't watch YouTube anymore. Um, but um, she, she will, she will spend hours on that iPad. And not because, I mean, I in part because she wants to, because she likes her show, you know, and it 
does for her brain what TV does to my brain or my or my wife's brain, right? Yep. Um, but she will spend hours on there, and it, it's scary because I I I've we started to do where it's like, hey, you get two hours a day on the iPad. You know, it can be spread out. It can be in twenty minute increments, so you can do twenty minutes on the iPad here. Go do something outside. Go play with your toys. Go hang out with your sister, whatever, go do whatever. And then you get another 20 minutes later. Um, but when it's not two hours straight, I want to, I, I don't really like her doing two hours straight unless um, me and the wife are doing something that requires her to be like, Hey, I can't, we can't have you distracting us right now. I need you to go, you know, your sister's sleeping, go watch, go watch our iPad for now. You know, uh, as much as I want her to be involved in everything we do, she really, uh, realistically, she you can't, can't do it. No, you know, um, so you know, like trying to be, uh, try, yeah, trying to set up her, uh, well, not hers, but her sister's, um, crib, you know what I mean? She wants to help and she wants to be a part of it, but she just tends to lose all the stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. Yeah. As much as I want her to be a part of it, I can't allow her to be a part of it. So, you know, I just, I just kind of like, I'm like, um, hey, just go watch your iPad. You know, you, you can do whatever, whatever the case might be. So if it takes me, it takes me and the wife an hour because I don't have the instructions anymore, but it takes us an hour to build the the crib. And, you know, she gets an hour of, of iPad time right there, which for me is acceptable. It's an acceptable loss because I'd rather her be doing that. Um, I'd rather her be playing, but she's not going to do that than interrupting what I'm trying to do to set this crib up. Uh, so, but, but like I said, like I was saying, she gets, she sees us on our phones and whatever the case might be getting all those, those hours on our phones or whatever. And she thinks, okay, I can spend hours on my iPad. And that's where it comes from. And that's the scary part. Like you said, they're just sponges. And so they see us doing it. So they're like, no, this is an acceptable behavior. So when they call me out on it, it's almost like, yo, look at your screen time. What are you talking about? You're going <laughs> to yeah. tell me to chill out to two hours? In two hours, you'd be done with two hours in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, here's a, so, here's another question for you. Let's say, you know, your your daughter reaches that two-hour limit. I'm sure she just sets the iPad down and walks away without any issues, right? Like there's there's no problem. Oh yeah, it's there's no issues at all. She just sets it down, walks away, and says, "Hey, Dad, you I've reached my two hours, and I'm gonna go uh, play with my toys now." Yeah, no, <laughs> that's yeah. not ex- that's, exactly. No. It's a hey, no, hey, you've you've reached your two hour mark. I need you to get off. And it's, um, I don't want to, do I have to, (laughs) I'm hungry, I'm bored, I want to go hang out with my friends, they're, I'm like, hey, well, they're at school right now, you need, you you gotta find something else to do, I'm bored, and you know, it's, it's just a, it's, it's trying to pull her off away from the iPad, and it's just, and then when you do, and you're, she's like, go play, and you get distracted doing something, whatever else, she's back on the iPad, and you're like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So the the most horrible part about <clears throat> the device itself and Elon Musk, I mean, I hate to keep, you know, name dropping Joe Rogan, but uh, Elon Musk, his episode, his last episode with, uh, with Joe Rogan, he was talking about it and it was like, uh, you know, we're already cyborgs. We're already part machine. And it's because we can't get away from these things. Like, these things have to be a part of us. And it's like, yeah. can you get rid of it? Can you? As an adult right now, can you get rid of it? Probably not. Because 
our minds are now trained to, hey, my wife said that she's going to go no. to X location. Um, if she's gone for longer than whatever amount of time, I want to be able to check and make sure that everything's okay because I think that I can influence a life or death situation in whatever time period it takes to get there. But it gives me security to be able to call and be like, hey, babe, you all right? (laughs) Or my kids, you know, going out walking down the street, you know, in the afternoon or whatever. And, hey, you know, it's getting dark. Where are you at? No, I was getting beat if I wasn't home, you know, when the streetlights came on. It's like, you you are home when the streetlights come on. You're not not on your way. You're home. And nowadays we... We, as adults, have already said to ourselves, this is something that we are going to introduce into our household, and every single individual that leaves the house is going to have one. And I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of times now that I will leave the house and not have my wallet, but I got this. Because I can pay for everything with that, or or the watch. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't that matter. That's different. No, yeah. it's different because it, you're right. <laughs> it's so strange. It used to be, you know, wallet and keys. Then it became wallet, keys, cell phone. Then it became cell phone because I could Uber from my phone if I need to. I can get a lift if I want to. I mean, yeah. so like you could you could literally complete any task that you want to from your phone. And, you know, it, I might actually do this as an experiment one day just to see what happens. And that be only eat from things that I can I can order from my phone. Only, you know, do activities that I can get from my phone and see how limited I am. I, I don't know. I think that I could probably do everything in my life from my phone. I don't think you're limited, phone. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So the the tangent yeah. and 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 where I was going with that is is that you know we're we're already to a point now where there's probably no going back. The only way that it's going to go back to the way that it was is to shut the internet off. And what chaos would that bring? Well, it stops the entire economy. Number 1. The entire economy, I don't know if everyone knows it, but nobody spends US currency anymore. It's like, it's not a thing. I couldn't tell you the last time that I I paid for cash on things for, you know, a regular basis. And everything is digital. Everything moves at the speed of light at this point because we're talking about fiber optics. And one bad virus or one intrusion shuts down an entire airport. Like, not too long ago, there were, you know, multiple different... Uh, intrusions into uh, the um, uh, FAA uh, database that caused all airlines to be shut down. And there was a time where there was Mm -hmm. no planes in the sky. And it's because of the internet. And that in itself lets me know how chained we are to it and how we don't have the ability to overcome these things by ourselves. But I think that through education and through uh, the way that we we alter the use of it and the purpose of our social media or technology as a whole, 
is is going to be the way forward. And you know, I'm sure that there's going to be all these you know boomer comments and you know whatever it may be. But I don't care because my kids are the future of my legacy. My legacy is whatever they present yeah. to the world, however it comes out. And if it happens to be, you know, an influencer on insert platform here, fine by me. But as long as they're doing it in the right way and for the right reasons, I think I'm okay with that. But the thing that gets me is the dangers yeah, of free but, will. But that's the important part. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so the dangers of free will, right? And peer pressure and, you know, the the need to feel accepted and things of that nature. And, you know, TikTok complaints are very legitimate and and I I enjoy having a conversation with you. But mine really lives in the bowels of Snapchat. That's where I have my problem. That's where I feel that unregulated and unmonitored use is the most dangerous. Um, and, and, you know, you and I have had this conversation multiple times at this point. And it's, you know, you can be whoever you want to be on the Internet. Like, if if I decided to change the entire, yeah. you know, way that you're seeing me, I can do that. There's a filter for it. And Snapchat is the king of filters. And it, the first one that I, I had seen yes. with augmented reality was on Snapchat and you stick your tongue out and you're a dog. You're, you know, you got waggly little ears and it's hilarious and cute and all of that stuff. But it lets me know that I can alter who I am. And to me, that's super dangerous because I could be a 50 year old pedophile posing as a 12 year old boy to have communications with a 12 year old girl. One that he's been stalking for years and years because his parents kept putting photos because they were so proud of their baby. They were so proud of their baby at elementary school here. They were so proud of the, you know, uh, their football playing son at middle school here. They're so proud of their daughter who's the valedictorian at their high school and was the captain of the cheerleading squad here. And they post all of these photos. So you're creating a trail for this pedophile to jump in there at any one of those stages. And what's the easiest way to do it with plausible deniability? Snapchat. Because everything goes away when they want it to. Nothing stays. Plausible deniability for their actions. And that's where it's I scary for me. I Snapchat for... No, yeah, no, I agree with you. So I had Snapchat, um, I think it was like two years ago. I don't even remember. But I had Snapchat, and, and I deleted it. I don't have it now, but I had Snapchat. And uh, after a while, I started, I kind of started thinking like, I don't know why I have this platform. I just, I got it because, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got Snapchat? I'm like, no, should I? I'm like, yeah, you got to get on Snapchat. You got to get on Snapchat. And then I got it. I didn't even use it. It was kind of like when I, like Twitter, like I got it and I didn't even use it. And I was kind of like, I'm just, this is just taking up space on my phone. Like I, I don't right. really care what's posted on Snapchat. I don't post anything on Snapchat. Um, just like I didn't post anything on Twitter. And so I, I just, I got rid of the app, but you know, 
I think me, me and you discussed this previously and it was, you know, they say that it disappears, right? But where does it actually go? Right. Just cause this, because this information actually disappear information on the internet does it actually disappear. I don't, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. It has to go somewhere. It no. has to go to a repository somewhere. They can't, they can't just claim that it just disappears unless I'm wrong. I'm well, lying. So I'm lying out here, I guess. here, here's the thing with that, man. If, if it disappeared and the internet was safe and everything was fine and no one needed to be regulated and there was no dangers of anything, the FCC would not exist. It, it just wouldn't. The FCC yeah. would right. not be an organization if there wasn't some sort of regulation that needed to come into play. And that's the thing that gets, gets me so heated is that the kids between that, that I've been around between the ages of you know 12 and 18 that are users of Snapchat, they've openly told me the reason that they use it. I have it and very rarely use it for anything other than talking to my kids. That's where I'm going to get my answer. That's where I'm going to, they're going to answer a FaceTime, or not, it's not FaceTime, but it's a, a video chat from Snapchat before they will on FaceTime or Messenger or any other platform that I'm going to do that. They're going to oh, wow. answer a text from Snapchat significantly faster. So I use those platforms to communicate with them. But outside of that, I don't really talk to anybody. I, I, I got one earlier today uh, from a guy that I served with uh, back at Fort Bragg, and uh, it was Miss You Bro. That was what he said. He said, Miss You Bro, and there was a photo, and it was a picture of him. There was another individual in the back seat of a car and in the passenger seat. And I'm thinking to myself, did those two people know that he was going to send that to me? Did he go, hey, you remember you remember Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just took a photo of you guys. I'm going to send that over to him. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, probably not. Exactly. Yeah, were, so They just took the photo, and then they said, uh, he's my friend. He's going to do the right thing with that photo. Now, let's look at it holistically. And this, I mean, this may, you know, trigger some people, but that's okay. If I take a photo out in public and I'm around my social circle, the people that I typically communicate with on a regular basis, and I take a photo, and that photo gets to someone else because they're in that social group or secondary contact or tertiary contact, however that may be, that could be used against them in some sort of way, positive, negative, somewhere in between. But what I'm getting at is everything is without consent. And there's no repercussions whatsoever to any of it. And the the next the next thing that I that I get to is there was a um a study done not too long ago and a, multiple videos were put out on, you know, there was one that was particular on your favorite platform, TikTok. And it was the explanation of how quickly um, predators jump onto uh, their prey. And they had created a fictitious young female. Um, I'm 
fairly certain she was 15 years old. And with that, they, uh, they, they took pictures of an adult who looked young so that they could pass it as a, as a 15 year old. And they created these, these trails throughout time. And they created these different, um, profiles on all the other apps that are out there and all the other platforms. And within minutes, minutes of these profiles going live, the DMs were already hot. They were coming in quickly. And not only were the DMs coming in, within older people days, hang on, within days, people started showing up. People, like actual human beings showing up to where this person allegedly lived. Well, obviously, that's people, insane. Obviously, people went to jail. Obviously, people were, you know, questioned about what they were doing and why they were doing it. And it's so bizarre because we're allowing this in our homes because these profiles exist. You got an Instagram, you got a, you know, a, a, a Facebook. And oftentimes those two are linked together. Well, what happens if you accidentally geotag and you're out and about? Well, they know the route that you have to go from home to the location where you're at. That's pattern analysis. You're getting pattern of life and you know exactly where these people are going to be. And you're making yourself vulnerable. You're making yourself an easy target. Because you think you're being private and you've got everything locked down. But you're giving away all those small clues that are going to allow someone to just connect the dots and get from point A to point B and hit everywhere in between. And they probably know what fast food restaurant you're going to hit at 2 a.m. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's all of these things that are, are, are being put together. And we don't give these predators credit, man. They are smart people. They are smart people. And you said old. They don't have to be old. They could be the the person that we think is the best friend. It could be, you know, it could be someone else else it could be a, a you know a secondary contact that allows the information to be passed from one person to another well uncle tony over here is um looking over the shoulder of of his niece and realizes what's going on and he's going to take advantage of the situation because he finds someone that's vulnerable and then he's not even attached to it and the information's gone from snapchat before you've before anything even happens but yet the possibility of some sort of assault has already taken place and no one knows how to get there. But this dude's just looking over somebody's shoulder and saw a a photo on Snapchat. It's these apps, man, are are extremely, extremely dangerous now. And and I, I I say now, but I mean, they've, they probably have, they've always been, always have been, but, but I mean, people find way to exploit things now rather than just use them for what their natural intent was for, right? Well, what was the Facebook, natural intent? I, I'm I'm not gonna quote, you know. Um, no, Facebook. Let's look at Facebook. What was the reason that Facebook was created? Facebook was created to establish an alumni page for the people that you went to college with. To beat MySpace. Well, okay, but the the design of Facebook 
was so that be MySpace, but yeah. y- you could create a place that your alumni of your class in college could stay together and communicate and network and give information or shortcuts based off of the degrees that you have that are co-located. That's what it was originally designed for. And yeah. And it blew up. And why did it blow up? Well, it blew up because it had the capability to reach more people than they ever imagined. And all they had to do was take away that .edu requirement at the end of your your sign-in email address. Well, the trickle-down effect of that became, well, instead of just saying, what's on your mind, Josh? It's post a pic, post a news article, post a link to a video, post, you know, whatever it may be. Now you can... Now you can yeah. sell things. You can literally have a yard sale on your Facebook. I've bought things. I've sold things on Facebook. And how bizarre is that? That there's people out there that will give you their address. And you can roll up. And you can buy something from them. Or you can M-word the whole family. Whatever you want to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, I, I I used to I used to um find it funny because I didn't have um so I had a Facebook and then I deleted Facebook and Instagram for a while, and then the only reason I got back on um, social media was for uh, a business that I I started um two years now uh, two years ago now, and um, it didn't work out so well whatever the case might be, uh, but that's the only reason I got back onto social media, and then um but I also was using it for marketplace cause I needed some stuff oh, and yeah. man, I'm talking, you would message somebody and say, Hey, how much is this? What are the kids? Is this still available? Go through that whole, whole spiel. And they're like, yep. Hey, here's my address. Um, what time you come by to look at this thing? Yeah. Just pull like, up. Yo, you're just, just pull giving up. people your address like that. You don't want to yeah. go to like, you want to go to Walmart or something like, yeah. you, know, do you, you don't know me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know you. Uh, let's meet at the Walmart parking lot, dude. Or, you know, let's go meet that food line or something. Yeah. Like, chill out. Let's, we're not, we're not going to go. I'm not showing up to your house. I don't know you. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And, you know, with, with the, the metaverse as a whole, right? This is a genius thing. It's the most addictive thing in the world because it provides um, reassurance to people who, who are not confident. It, it gives you affirmation based off of how many people click thumbs up. It gives you affirmation on how many views your video gets. I mean, hell, Juan, you and I have had conversations. Hey, look at how many views this video's got today. Look at, oh, this platform's outperforming this platform. We're guilty of it yeah. because it feels good. How many people are we reaching? How Like, where are we reaching them? Uh, what, what What is, you know... Is our message being received in the right way? Uh, do we sound pretentious? Do we sound like know-it-alls when in reality yep. we're just, you know, laymen that are out there attempting to talk about the way that we perceive things so that it's possible that other people may find sanctuary within that and be able to move forward. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback so far with some critiques that are that are in play that I've taken into account. But at the same time, I'm not out here promoting things that could, you know, be revealed as nefarious behavior or 
looking at it as a, a, a way to manipulate or um, to change the ideas of someone. That's, that's not what it's about. And to me, I, I've seen over time with social media, and we can, we can just, you know, centralize our, our thoughts on Facebook and how it's evolved. And it's, it's the old people app now. It's like the retirement home. And the young kids are, you know, off, you know, yep. doing their own thing on, on their own playground. And, and you know, we're kind of left in the dark. And, you know, someone that you and I both know recently posted on, on Facebook that as soon as they started using a separate platform, um, they started receiving invasive uh, direct messages. It's like, you know, I, I got on here to stay relevant and understand the things that are going on and communicate with the younger crowd that are out there to be able to, you know, identify with them at some point. But I can't even do that because immediately, boom, somebody's sliding in my DMs and I'm a married individual and I've got, you know, a life that I'm trying to live and I'm being, you know, textually, I don't even know if that's a word. If it's not, it should be textually assaulted or harassed <laughs> and getting, you know, all of these messages that are coming in that make you feel violated. And, you know, that brings me to, you know, to the next step of, of my thoughts on, on technology and, and social media as a whole. Um, suicide rates. Suicide rates are definitely something that, that have gone up and something that has become, you know, a, a frightening thing. And you're not even going to know because you're not going to be able to gain access to that stuff as a regular individual. So it's just going to look like an empty trail. And that scares me to death because with your fingers and your thumbs, you're going to say things a lot more cavalier than what you will with your mouth. And that's a factual statement. You will say things with your thumbs that you would never say with your mouth. You know, it, and it's crazy because, um, excuse you bring that up because, um, I was reading an article and it was talking about these, these platforms algorithm that they use. So if I see videos or I tend to watch more videos that are, um, self-harming in nature, uh, then that algorithm is naturally going to feed me more videos that are similar to that. Oh yeah. 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 Topic or whatever. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to feed me more. It's going to be feed me more videos like that. And then after a while you're going to start whoever, not you, but whoever is watching these types of self-harm videos are going to start to, or videos in which self-harm is promoted and they're kind of, it's like, Hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay to feel this way. You know, this is how the best way to handle it. Whatever the case might be. Um, after a while, that person could start leading down. It, it's a, it's a, it's a bad rabbit hole to go down. Is what I'm oh saying. yeah, and for sure. It starts, one thing starts leading to another, 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 and next, you know, that person's gone and you're like, how did this happen? We, no one saw this coming. You know what I mean? No, oh, yeah. And the algorithm is set up that way. And I'm not saying that it's Facebook or any of these social media platforms fault that they set their algorithm that way. I mean, they have a business they, they, they run and it works for the most part in their, in their favor. Um, but unfortunately 
there are things that shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be um, put out there that are. And then the algorithm does its thing. And it's like, Hey, you're watching videos like this and we're going to show you more videos like this. If I watch videos of people getting pulled over and people getting tased, right? A lot. Say I watch those videos I watched. Guess what? The, my feed is going to be mostly of people getting tased. Yeah. Right. It's just going to be more feeds of people, videos of people getting tased by cops or whatever the case might be or tased by other people. Right. You know, and I'm just, that is how the algorithm set up. So it's scary to think that these, again, kids are on these platforms and there's, there's no real control. It's up to us as parents to be that controlling factor, but we only have, we, we have so much power, right? Within, when, when they're, especially when they're on their apps, there's so much we can only, we can limit before, that app gets their claws and their clinches in them and they're, it's already, the thing's already been done. It's already yeah. been done. So we can't do anything, yeah. can't do it anymore. We almost feel powerless. And it feels like the only way to, to stop that is completely remove it. But if you do that, then you're the bad person. Well, that right? goes back but to me saying the only solution is for the internet to die. That's it. That's the only solution. Yeah. It's a it's a scary thing, man. Um, so I think I I want to give us well, let's give us like ten more minutes here. Um, but I wanted uh, not to shift conversations too quickly here. But I wanted to kind of go back uh, to TikTok. I wanted to give read this article to you, uh, kind of go over this article, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, okay. Tell you what and tell me kind of tell me what you think. I'm sure it's probably going to be similar to what we've been talking about. But I just kind of wanted to. To, to read this article that I I was I was uh, reading, I wanted to get your thoughts on. It's from the Wall Street Journal. Um, so the headline is TikTok fined 15.8 million by UK regulator for misuse of children's data. Um, so the article goes on to talk about how um, UK authorities have fined TikTok 12.7 million pounds, equivalent to 15.8 million dollars for us for breaching the country's data protection laws, including the misuse of children's information. Um, it says the social media platform, which is owned by Chinese company ByteDance LTD, failed to get consent from the parent of children on its platform and didn't get enough, didn't do enough to remove underage users, the UK's information commissioner office said Tuesday. There are laws to make sure our children are safe in the digital world as they are in the physical world, the UK information commissioner John Edwards said. TikTok did not abide by those laws. So $15.8 million. That's how much they were fined for misusing children's data. That is insane to me. That's a bargain. Right. And this kind of goes back to what I'm saying. They have, they have this information and and it's not only impacting us as the adults, it's impacting our kids. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to know what your thoughts are. uh, So thanks for the article, but, I don't blame TikTok. I don't blame it at all. Um, I, 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 okay. There's, there's no reason to blame them. They're a company that provides um, a product. That product is consumed by us users. Mm-hmm. We, um, we use those products on a regular basis, and um, I, I, I don't blame TikTok as a company. Now. 
the UK has specific laws that they're going to work under, and I cannot tell you any of them. Um, but as a, as a, an American, um, that company is is operating under their right to provide this service. It's a service. It's a product. It's it's exactly what we ask for in every yeah. single aspect. It, it we are asking for it. Now, whose responsibility is it to uphold the information? Whose responsibility is it to make sure that uh, children aren't out there that are becoming vulnerable or um, their information is being misused? Well, I don't know. Is it the parents? Is it us? Do we have to uh, get involved in our kids? Do we have to <clears throat> take away uh, their independence in their ability to make right and wrong decisions. I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. And I don't think that I'm currently equipped with enough knowledge to be able to go and look at my daughter or my son in the face and say, you can't be on this app because, and then have information on the back end to say something that is more convincing than what the services that are provided from these apps are because they are receiving the biggest rush every single day just by swiping. And TikTok to me is not to blame. It's always going to be the user for me. Facebook, not to blame. So I mean, yeah, but I agree, and I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I just my 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 point of contention is though. At what point do we do we do we remove that fear or that concern that our kids are being targeted, right? And I'm not saying TikTok is targeting our kids in a malicious manner. They're targeting because they're they're targeting them because they're they're profits for TikTok and it the word targeting children together I know it's totally terrible to say but they're it's a profit for TikTok it's about profits it's not about you know creating something well I mean in part I'm sure it's about creating something that's magnificent and everybody uses but it's about profits they want the profits if I own a, operate a business um, at the end of the day one of the most important things to me is my profits. Uh, And so I get that. So I, I do, I agree with you. I do agree with you to an extent, but I do also, but I do also think that there is responsibility on the parent to step in and say, Hey, what are you doing on these apps? And that, and this goes into being involved, you know, with your kid's life. And, I do believe as your kids get older, you have to learn to give them space and some sort of some form of privacy. So they trust you and then you in fact trust them and you know, they're doing the right, you trust they're doing the right thing. But then at, one, at some points you got to be able to say, Hey, let me see what you're doing. Let me check. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. you got to reel them in, you know, and that's, that's the responsibility of being a parent, especially when you have older kids um, that you need to, you know, give them their space, let them do their thing. But every once in a while, reel them in to say, Hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this. And this is why. Yeah. 
And then them so, saying, oh, hopefully accepting your your rationale and saying this is why you should be doing that. I think that, that uh, you know, to to sum up my thoughts on social media and technology and the fears that I have is, you know, what what am I bringing to the table to say this is how you're you're going to be able to be successful and not exposed and also asking the question, what are you doing to safeguard yourself out there on the internet? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to start treating social media the same as we do real life interactions. And you're not going to, you know, the, the, the what's yes. the old adage? You're not going to show up to, uh, or you're not, what is it? You brought a, a knife to a gunfight or something like that. You're, you're going to at least be matched. You're going to be yeah, able, yeah. You, you should be able to safeguard yourself based off of the threats that are available or that are, you know, apparent in the area and then safeguard yourself from all the things that could be a possibility. I'm not saying live every single day in fear. I'm not saying that the only thing that social media is good for is, you know, for your child to be raped. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying that we need to be taking those, you know, those precautions and making sure that we're not overexposing um, ourselves and our children and the people around us. Um, Because, you know, we we don't know what the future is going to hold. I never dreamed at any point in time, like I was talking about, you know, that conversation with, with my dad and, um, the phone that I had displayed a contact name on the inside. I had to open this phone to be able to determine who was calling me. And it was polyphonic ringtones that, that let you know, it was like 2004, 2005 timeframe. And I never dreamed that I would be able to sit down with a cell phone and feel like I'm in the same room as someone else and see them and talk to them. And all the vulnerabilities that that brings into play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talked about your daughter, you know, whenever she's eight. I have no idea what the next four years holds at all. But I can tell you what happened the last 20 and how the evolution took place. And, you know, it scares me to death. But at the same time, it could be an amazing thing if the right people get in control. And I don't know who those people are. Um, I like to think that mankind is inherently good. However, not everybody is mankind, in my opinion. That I I think that there's there's a lot of people out there that... Um, are on this earth and don't have the ability to make any other decision other than something that is criminally based. That's that's my thought on that. You know, you know, yeah, I I I feel all of what you say, what you're saying there, and uh, but uh, but again, hey man, thanks for um, thanks for coming on, thanks for joining us um on this episode to talk about the tech technology and all these things. Um, and again, opening up and expressing your viewpoints and your, and, uh, especially what goes on within back with your family and how it affects you and your family and what, uh, and whatnot. So, but again, thank you. Uh, this is another episode of mediocre dads. Um, we're just taking away at them. That was, that's episode number three. And, uh, I'm excited for episode number four 
in the, the future and more to come again, Josh, thank you for joining us. And, um, until next time. Hey, that's a wrap, man. Thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Everybody, uh, go and follow Quan. He's an incredible dude and, uh, he's got a lot of insight in life. And again, thank you for having me.